Yo, what is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Marshall, live, and I am live, and we are back with another edition of the Marshall Gillen Show. It is episode number 86 in this ride since I've started this podcast and this show. I don't know about you, Gillen gang, but uh, I always wanted to be a talk show host uh, when I was younger. And for some reason in my mind, as I got older and got into entrepreneurship, I kept telling myself that uh, that wasn't possible. You've got to be famous. You got to be a celebrity. All these crazy limitations that I've put on myself. And, you know, I started this journey with the Marshall Gillen show not not uh, not too long ago, maybe a little over two years ago at the time of shooting this, but I've lacked consistency in making this show because in my past, when I was going through hard times, it would it would be hard for me sometimes to push through and actually take action on my business. And so, you know, the Marshall Gillen show is something I've had in the back burner for a real long time, something I've wanted to do for a really long time. But I had a really, really hard time showing up for myself over the last two years. And this is what I want to talk about in today's episode. I want to talk about how to push through really tough times. Because if I'm being honest with you, gang, at the time of shooting this video right now, uh, I'm not. I don't feel like making this video again. You know, I don't. I don't feel like uh, opening myself up and connecting and sharing. It's just been. Uh, you notice I have the shades on today, and uh, you guys know that I'm just really emotional sometimes. And to be honest with you, Gillen gang, it's just like. This morning's been a really emotional day, and um, so I put the shades on. Uh, if you guys are listening to this on podcast, you can't see, but uh, I don't know. I might end up feeling. I feel I'm feeling some emotion this morning, so we're going to keep this real. We're going to keep this raw, and I want to share a really important message to you because I think that there's a stigma. I don't think there's a stigma. I know there's a stigma behind mental health, and I know there's a stigma, especially for men's mental health. And and the stigma is that if you are, you know, as somebody who's taught speakers and influencers and coaches and stuff for the last four years, how to get paid to speak, how to get on more stages, how to master your message, how to share your story. I'm like the only person. And I mean, the only fucking person that teaches other speakers that it's okay to cry on stage. It's okay to cry on video. If you talk to any other influencer, speaking coach, anything like that in the industry, they're all going to tell you not to share like that. They're going to say the pain is too fresh. The trauma is too new. Um, you shouldn't do it like that. Okay. And literally four years ago today, April 27th of 2017, I said, fuck that. April, 7, April 27th, 2017, I decided to do something I had never done before because I wanted to have a, I wanted to have freedom. I wanted to do something I'd never achieved before. And today, four years ago today, I opened up my Facebook and I was looking at my memories today. And it was like the video that I first shot ever on a fucking street corner in San Diego, right outside of Whole Foods in Hillcrest. I went live and I made a promise to everybody right then and there. And I, it was, it's fitting that it comes at this, this time because I don't know about you guys, Gillen Gang, if you're going through a hard time right now, or if maybe like things in your life aren't how they should be, even though you've been trying really hard, even though you've been showing up and doing this stuff. And sometimes when you've been showing up and doing everything that you're quote unquote supposed to do, and then the times are still trying, that's when it's the worst. That's when your mental health is the most unstable. And so it's been interesting because a lot of people have been watching me at the time of recording this episode. They've been watching me go through this breakup and uh, I've been very public about it. I've been very public about um, my, my journey into sobriety. I've been very public about the fact of giving up alcohol because it led me to do other drugs. I was then very public about, you know, trying to quit weed, giving that up and then going back to smoking it for my mental health. I've been very you know, public about my breakup and 
I've done this for a reason. And it's not because I want you guys to look at me, look at me. It's not like I'm trying to make you guys feel bad for me or, or that I seek pity. It's, it's not that at all. It's like, the reason that I do this is because there's just a calling on my life. I don't know why God has put it in my heart to give me the gift of gab and the courage to stand up in a room full of people and admit what I suck at or admit what I'm scared of, but that's just what he's done. And so four years ago, I made a promise, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just getting emotional thinking about uh, the roller coaster ride that's been the last couple of weeks. And it's like, um, you know, I make these videos and I try to figure out what it is I'm going to share and what's the message I want to share today. And the message I talked about was wanting to share how to get through hard times. And I'm going to get to that specifically. But um, I just want to say that if you are going through something out there right now, if, uh, you know, if, if you're struggling with something that has to do with your mental health, first off, I want you to know is that you're not alone. Um, it comes in waves, you know, yesterday morning, I woke up and I was like the best day, but for some reason, um, you know, my, the idea or belief stuck into my head, uh, snuck into my head late last night that I missed my ex-girlfriend, which is neither here nor there, to be honest with you. But the reason I bring it up is because I want to talk about sadness and I want to talk about, you know, moving forward through the pain because like last night, and I don't, I, this is just as real as I can fucking be, Gillian gang. Like, this is as real as I can be, you know? And I know that you guys have done this before, but, um, you know, it's been about uh, about 10 days since my breakup. And it's interesting because I thought uh, for sure that she was the one and she thought that I was the one. And um, when we broke up, it kind of came out of nowhere. You know, I really didn't see it coming at all. Uh, it happened so quick and so fast. And so I don't know if you guys have gone through a breakup or if you guys are fighting with a friend or maybe lost a job or there's another battle that you have. So, you know, I always say the details of our stories are different, but the foundational emotions are the same. And so if you've struggling with some, something, I bet you can relate to this story. And so it's like we broke up like 10 days ago. And um, for the first 10 days, for the first like seven days, you know, I was going back to her social media and I would open my messages a thousand times and just hope and pray that, you know, she would message me, which obviously if you guys have ever been broken up with, you know, they're not messaging you back. And then what do we do? You know, we wait and we look and we wait and we look and then we, we send something to them and try to try to, you know, poke it. It's like a dead animal, poke it, see if it's alive. And, you know, I never got back the response I wanted. And there was a bunch of stuff of her friends seeing me online and, you know, just a, a whole bunch of weird fucking drama. And so just a couple of days ago, I decided I had to block her, not because she was doing anything bad, but because I couldn't trust myself not to go to her profiles. And the same was a lot with like me drinking alcohol. Like some people don't have a problem drinking alcohol. I can't even trust myself with one. And so knowing and understanding these triggers and setting a plan or habits and routines to be able to not be triggered by the situations is the difference between moving through hard times or staying stuck in hard times. And so um, it was with a heavy heart that I blocked her on all accounts and I was cool for the last two days. But then I don't know what it was about last night, man, but something just like, you know, if it was like a movie or a song and I just fucking missed her, you know, and I just fucking missed her. And I did what, I don't know if you've ever done. I know a lot of people do. And I opened my cell phone and I like go to, you know, the last text message she sent me because she's blocked on everything else. And it's like, um, I'm just staring there, like looking at it. And I'm like, man, I want to text her, but I'm not going to. I want to text her. No, I'm not going to. I want to text her. No, I'm not going to. And not, the reason I'm sharing the story with you is because I'm not trying to make you feel bad for me. The reason I share this with you is because I know that when we're stuck in, in a storm, there's like a fucking orchestra playing in our head. And it's like nonstop. It's good, good, evil, good, evil, bad, good. You know, it's like back and forth, back and forth until we're so fucking exhausted that, you know, we just don't want to take action on anything. 
And it's been like that in my head for as long as I can remember with my mental health. And so even though I've wanted the, the four years ago today, if you guys haven't seen the video, maybe I'll post it on my Instagram. Uh, if you guys aren't following me on Instagram, it's at Marshall Gillen 420. But four years ago today, uh, I had been working online for about two and a half years at the time. I was selling stuff on eBay and Amazon. And um, I was just doing digital marketing, selling a course on digital marketing uh, and building a brand. Marshall Live wasn't a thing yet. I wasn't going live. I was just making videos. And something I was meeting, I was at a consult four years ago today to bring on a new client. And uh, I remember sitting in the, at a Whole Foods in San Diego uh, and I met the client and we're sitting there talking and going back and forth. And I was a perfect fit for her. But for some reason, I just started to stare through her. I just, I just zoned out. And I could feel, it was like a God moment. Like I could feel in my heart of hearts that this is not what I wanted to be doing. And what I could feel in my heart I wanted to do is I wanted to become a public speaker. I wanted to become a highly paid public speaker. And so I don't know what snapped snapped inside of me, but I stood up. I said, thank you. No, thank you. I walked outside. I literally grabbed my phone and I pushed record and I went live. And again, you guys can see the video. I called my shot and I said to you guys, this is my journey to become a highly paid public speaker. I don't know if I'll make it. I might fall flat on my face, but I don't think that I will. I'm making this show for the 17 year old me to show him what it takes to be successful as I go from nothing to something from rich or from broke to rich. And I'm going to show you guys how to build a brand in 2017 using nothing more than social media and a mobile phone. But more than anything, I'm making this show to take away your excuses, to take away every single excuse that you have to not change your life. That's how this whole thing started literally four years ago today. That's it. I've built a multi six figure brand, helped my clients earn over a hundred million dollars. I've traveled the world. I've spoken on stages. And for some reason, even with all that success, even with calling my shots, there has been this fucking orchestra in my head, always questioning and doubting and fearful, like every single thing I've ever wanted to do. And so the Marshall Gillen show, even with the success I've been having, is a perfect example of that because I, I, I've been trying to show up consistently and do this. And for some reason, when the times got really tough, I couldn't do it. I couldn't make it happen. And I can look back now and know it's because I didn't have the habits and routines set in place to help me get through it. And I'm going to share what I mean here in a second. But what I want to say to you, Gillen Gang, is again, today is a perfect example of it. When you know clearly what your vision is, when you know absolutely crystal clear what it is you want to, to make in life, what you want to create, I know at this point right now in my life, and I decided this 10 days ago when we broke up and I realized I had to recalibrate and get more clear on what it was, I know that I want to be the number one self-help speaker in the world. I want to have the number one self-help talk show in the world. Like I got the juice to do it and that's what's going to happen. But I've never focused in on doing that before my entire life. It was always this blurred wishy-washy signal. And so last night, these feelings creep up and I'm devastated. Like I must've just sat in my room and fucking cried for like, I don't even know, like three hours. Just, just feeling it, you know, just feeling the pain. I, I think I put on some, I don't think, I know I put on some Keith Urban, some Rascal Flats, and just played some sad-ass songs, and I just fucking cried. And the reason I want to tell you this is because when the times get really, really tough, a lot of us, we don't honor those emotions. We don't own up to how we're actually feeling. If anything, we try to avoid it. We use all kinds of distractions, drugs, alcohol, TV, uh, shopping, gambling, sex, uh, what else am I thinking? Video games, Netflix, like whatever. Yeah, some people overwork, some people overwork in the gym. The point of it is, is a lot of us have a hard time just sitting there and, 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 and accepting it. And if you're an entrepreneur 
or you're an online influencer like I am, then it gets even double hard because there's these things that we want to share, these things we want to tell. Like we want to cry out for help. And and like last night, just somebody just to fucking tell me not to text her, to tell me that it's going to be okay, you know, to tell me that I'm going to make it through this. And um, we all want that. Like we all need that. But the point of it is, is that so few of us allow ourselves to actually ever feel that, to ever, to ever go through that, to ever experience it. And the reason I think that is, is something that I've been dealing with a lot lately and something I want to bring up to all of you other influencers. It's like people, you know, back to the point of like, oh, you can't cry on stage. You can't cry on, on the videos. You know, people say that because they're afraid that people won't pay them money. The influencers and coaches and speakers who say that it's because they're afraid of their image. They're afraid of judgment. They're afraid of being compared. They're afraid to that somebody's going to look at them and, and, and not like them and then not give them money. And I think that's one of the biggest disconnects. I don't think I know. That's one of the biggest disconnects I've had over the last four years in the speaker and coaching space is I can tell how many of them are so full of shit. Like you ever heard that saying? People are like, oh, I, I don't trust somebody who doesn't like dogs, right? Or I don't trust anybody that my dog doesn't like. And we say that kind of tongue in cheek, but when, if you've ever said that, you know that the reason that is because like, there's a feeling a dog has about people. Like there's a feeling that even though it's two different species, like it's a feeling the dog can feel like the inauthenticity or the, uh, uh, the fact that they're not being real or fake. Like, I don't know what it is about the, the senses of a dog that can, that can do that. Right. And not that I'm a dog, but I very much have that same sense feeling when I'm around fake people. And so one of the biggest disconnects from my mental health, especially being in the influencer space, is I've never felt like I fit in. I've always felt like the outcast. I was invested in a mastermind $25,000 a year, you know, for multiple, multiple, multiple years. And the whole time I felt like I didn't fit in there. I felt like everybody's always looking at me from a distance, like, oh, that's the fucking crazy kid. That's the fucking nuts guy. And the reason I always felt like that is because when I made that promise to you guys four years ago, I always sharing my story and always sharing the message, the mission that I'm on. It's because I, I, I've always been real with you guys on camera. When I want to cry, I cry. When I want to, when I'm mad, I'm mad. But I always give it to you guys for real in the moment, in the emotion. And a lot of people I know for a fucking fact that's cost cost my brand a lot of money over the years. You know, because one of like my one of my mentors said, "Oh, Marshall, nobody wants to hire a coach that's perceived to have more problems than you." And not that I don't coach anymore because it's a fucking disgusting industry. It's a disgusting industry. The speaking industry is a disgusting industry. It's a bunch of lying, fake-ass people. And I don't mean to sound attacking, but 99% of people are lying. If you look at a speaker or a coach and they seem like their whole fucking life is in order, that's bullshit. It's absolutely 100% fucking bullshit because you can't exist in this lifetime without a give and a, a pull and a push, a give and a take, a yin and a yang. So on paper and on videos, their brand is nicely curated and, and this guy is our rock and the way that he shows up and oh, he's got multi-million dollars in businesses and, and he's got this big community and he does all things. I guarantee you there is very, there's less than 1% of social influencers online, even the biggest, biggest people because I've spoke on stage and been in masterminds with the most famous influencers in the whole fucking world, okay? The whole world. And I, like a fucking dog can feel somebody's authenticity. Is that even a fucking word? They can feel the fakeness of somebody. I can just stand in a room and I can feel it in the speakers. I can watch a video and feel it. 
You're not fucking being real. And what happens is then people like me and people like you who deal with mental illness, who are trying to pull ourselves up out of the mud, who are trying to change our life. We're looking at other people online going, man, my life's not like theirs. And we beat ourselves up and judge ourselves over and over and over again. And so I think that when people or coaches or speakers or influencers tell you, don't share. And yes, there is a point to overshare. And you have to understand how to know uh, how to share a story. And the caveat is that you have to really want to do good. Like I don't want anything from you. Okay. I just know what it's like to be caught in this storm. When you're fucking heartbroken and you're sad and your fucking head is just going so back and forth and it fucking sucks. And if a man of lesser constitute than me can't handle it. But for whatever reason, God put it on me to be able to handle this. And so when I cry and get emotional, it's not because I want anything fucking from you. I don't want anything from you. I want you to be happy. I want you to believe that you can. And so for me, it's like, that's why I just recently had to decide to like step away from it all. Fuck all that. I'm done trying to convince people to pay me money or to hire me as a coach or to hire me as a speaker. Like, I don't even want that. And somewhere over the last three years, as I was building this brand, I got lost in that, trying to curate and frame and position everything so you guys would buy from me. But what I remembered over this journey of sobriety the last two and a half months and going through my breakup is that when my heart is feeling called to share what's really on my heart, that's when I start to have the most success that's when the most people come out. And it's like a lot of my mentors and coach friends who are at high levels, they've been reaching out, asking me if I'm okay, you know, and this and that. And so the first thing I'll say is like, for all of you who judge yourself when you're sad, you know, like I was sad last night for all those of you who judge yourself when you're sad and say, don't be weak, fucking pull through it. Like you can do it. No, man. Like you want to know the number one fucking mental health hack, self-care hack in the world, fucking cry cry and get it out and feel it feel that shit and let it flow because the longer you pent up that energy the more destruction it's going to cause in your life yet if you're like i have been then everybody out there has told you you can't do that you'll lose money you your business won't grow you know what i would say to that fuck that shit because i'm not playing a short-term game i when i sit here on this thing with eight live viewers and you know a total of fucking 34 views today i'm not tripping because i know that someday there's going to be 2500 viewers on here 250,000 viewers on here there's going to be a million views because nobody else is fucking sitting here telling it like i am nobody else is really sitting here going this is the shit i'm fucking going through and the reason that i do this is not because i need a pat on the back or because i need a medal but because i want to show you that being sad or feeling heartbroken doesn't define you it's just a fucking emotion and the more that I show up online and I and I and I'm real with what I'm struggling with, like it's crazy to me to think about that that somebody wouldn't want to work with somebody else because they're they're crying online. Like you think just because I'm fucking sad and heartbroken that I forgot how to make my clients over a hundred million dollars. Like, do you think because I'm sitting here crying that I don't remember how to take care of my body? Like you think because I'm sitting here crying and I feel sad that I all of a sudden forgot every fucking thing that I know how to do and, and Marshall's fucking nuts. And that's part of the problem with mental health and the stigma that perpetuates over and over again is that everybody talks about being authentic and bearing your soul and creating space for others. But the second that you actually do it, 
society doesn't want anything to do with it. They push it away. That's too real. That's not right. Like, what's wrong? Marshall needs help. Somebody reach out to him. Let's pray for Marshall. Let's rebuke the devil. It's like, no, fuck that shit. If you're online and you're super fucking happy and you're jumping up in joy, we don't go, oh man, man, Marshall's really stuck in that emotion of joy. I better not hire him, right? Oh man, that person's really stuck in that sadness. I better not hire them. And it's just like, this is such a bullshit. It's such a bullshit thing. I, I am so glad about the people that look at me and the authenticity and the realness that I share. And they, and that's not true. That's not true at all. I'm not glad that's ego talking. It bums me out though, for the people that see me and think that I'm going crazy because I'm a man who shares his emotions because that doesn't have to be that way. And I guess the reason I'm sharing this message for you is like, when you need to push through the hard times and you really are going through the hard times, you got to have faith. And the only way that you're going to have faith is you have, if you, if you sit down and do the work to create a clear vision in your life, I talk about this all the time on stage. You've got to have a mission statement for your life. You have to have, a, I don't care if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, a regular ass dude like me or whatever, you have to have a mission statement for your life. What are you on a mission to do? Okay. My mission is I'm on a mission to save a billion lives and save a billion lives. The power of vulnerability and storytelling. Most of you know the story. The reason that is, is because I suffer from severe PTSD from growing up with a stepfather who told me I was a worthless piece of shit every single day, multiple times a day for my whole life, who told me I was never good enough. No matter how much success I had in school or in the community, I would come home and he would tell me that I'm a worthless piece of shit. I'm so ungrateful. I'm so unobservant. I've been over backwards for you and you don't do anything for us. I can't believe you. Like that's what I suffered from. So that led to destruction and alcohol and violence and abuse and arrests and all these things. You guys know the story. And when I was 23, I finally tried to end my life. I tried to take my life, except God wasn't ready for me to go. He said, that's not your plan. That mess became my message, but I didn't know it at the time. I'm laying on a dead, on a floor dead in my apartment in San Diego and somehow got brought back to life. Now I didn't tell that story to anybody. I was wait. I was 25 or 2100 miles from home. Social media wasn't the big thing back then. That was fuck 13 years ago. Actually, MySpace was the thing back then. I remember getting on MySpace that afternoon and the girl who I was dating for three years had just broken up with me and moved to New York to go on missions trips. And she posted on her Facebook page a picture of her in a bed with like a all red face with another guy right there. And they were like under the covers and they were both naked. That's actually the sec that's actually the third time that happened in my life. That was the first of three times that would happen in my life. I never thought about that. Anyways, the picture. Anyways, you know, I opened up MySpace. I saw that picture and that's when I was like, fuck it, I'm going to kill myself. But I was so embarrassed. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. I just buried myself in drugs and alcohol and partying. And then four short years later, my then best friend was struggling with his mental health, with prescription uh, pill abuse, with alcoholism. He had two, two young ass kids. He had just started his life out, ma'am. And Dustin is struggling and Dustin calls me. He calls me to fucking ask for help. You guys know the story. He calls me in 2014 of March of 2014 and I let it go to voicemail. And when I listened to the voicemail, it was him crying. It was him on the phone crying. Marshall, it's Dustin. I need to talk to you. All right, call me when you get this late. And he hangs up. Now again, Gillen gang, when the times are tough and that mental battles going back and forth in your head, I was always making me, it was always about me. And so when I listened to Dustin and I thought about calling him back, I was like, I can't call him back. I got too much shit going on. I'll call him tomorrow. Even though I knew that my best friend was struggling, right? The next day I look at my phone to call Dustin and I can't call him because I just, I couldn't, 
I don't know why I couldn't. I couldn't call him. And so I said, okay, I promise I'll call him this weekend. And then the weekend came and more mental health, more scarcity, more fear. I'm dealing with money issues and at the time girl issues and all these things. And I couldn't bring myself to call him. My best friend. He's in Omaha, Nebraska, in a tiny little fucking rented apartment, working side to side job. Somebody had just busted into his just busted into his car and stole all of his tools that he has for his contracting jobs. So now he has no way to make any money at the point at this time, uh, no way to replace the tools. His family's starving to death, and he's at his he's at his wits end. And he's just Marshall because he was always my. He's the guy who told me how to be vulnerable. He taught me how to be vulnerable. Listening and sitting with Dustin, the one who showed me how that men can cry. He was the first man. I was 20 fucking four years old before, before another man ever said he loved, I love you. My dad never said it. My stepdad never said it. I didn't grow up in a place in the Midwest on a farm where other guys said, I love you, bro. But Dustin would tell me, I love you, bro. And so you tell me why Gillian Gang, when I have that voice message, why couldn't I fucking call them back? And so a couple of weeks go by and eventually a month goes by and I get woken up from a phone call at 4.32 a.m. in the morning and it's his sister. And I pick up the phone, worried in a panic. Hello, hello, I'm kind of sleepy. And she's crying and she says, Marshall Dustin's gone. He, hang, he hanged himself last night. And so for a long time, I blamed myself. And I wondered if I had just been honest. If I had just shared my story with Dustin. Could I maybe have helped him live? And I don't know what a lot of these other influencers and speakers and coaches have been through. But when you live a life like I've lived... And you know the importance and the impact that just a simple sharing of your emotions can create. You guys, I've literally traveled the world speaking about your message, your message. And I can't tell you the hundreds, probably literally over the last four and a half years, almost five years now, thousands of messages that I've gotten of people who wanted to end their life that never invested a dime in me but I helped save their life. And so the reason I'm sharing this this morning is because if you can get clear on what your mission is, on a mission in life, okay? So the first step is to get a mission statement. What is your mission? And once you know your mission, what I would do is I would write down the core values, the things that matter the most to you. And if you don't know how to do core values or you don't know what a core value is, go to Google and Google what is a core value. And then once you get an idea of what a core value is, Google list of core values. And I'm like, you I, I did this a long time ago when I first did it and like hundreds of core values popped up. And I just got a big sheet of paper and I went through the list online and I wrote down every single core value that resonated with me. And then after that was done, I looked at my list of core values and I circled all the core values that were most important to me that were alike. Like they were kind of the same thing, right? I'll be honest, be authentic. Okay, let's talk about authenticity, right? And so I narrowed it down to seven core values. My list of, of basically non-negotiables of things that I know that if, if the opportunity or circumstance in my life doesn't fit these seven core values, then it's a hell no for me. 
because this is what I believe in. These are my core values. Even if one of them was off, then I'm sorry, I got to pass. And so for a lot of us, when I talk about getting through the hard times, I'm pushing through the hard times. Like I'm sad today. I was sad last night. It comes and goes in waves. But when you understand your mission statement and a list of core values, the last thing I would ask you to do is then write down on a piece of paper, answer this one last question. If it were up to you, if it were up to you and you could make sure that you could take away one pain or emotion in the world, if like there was one pain or emotion that if it were up to you, you would just make sure that nobody ever had to experience or feel again, no matter what, you know? For me, I think about that 10-year-old little boy sitting on the corner of his bed in a farm in Illinois wanting to kill himself. For me, I think about the Dustin standing in the basement on a chair with a rope around your neck deciding, fuck it, this is it. For me, I don't ever want anybody to feel hopeless. That's that's for me. That's what I that's the pain I would take away if it were up to me. And so if you guys Gillingang, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, it doesn't matter if you're just a regular person and employee. I'm telling you, this will change your life. If you get a mission statement, figure out your core values, and then you figure out what is that number one pain or emotion that you would make sure that nobody else ever had to go through again. And you live your life and you show up every day in a way where that mess becomes your message because you know that if you can tell it to Dustin before it's too late, it'll change his life. Okay. So what's been interesting over the last couple of months, especially, you know, to see all these people hop off the Marshall Gillen train and think I've gone crazy or to reach out and ask me, how are you doing? And I tell them, oh, I'm just really sad today, but overall I'm doing great. And they don't believe me. It's like, I don't sweat them because once you have those three things, it becomes your Northern star in the darkest of storms, in the most violent and turbulent of the storms that are out there. When you're getting tossed to and fro in the sea, and you think that you're not going to make it, I'm telling you, if you know that North Star, if you can look up in the sky and see that Northern Star shining so bright, you are never going to lose your way. And the reason that you're going to have to do that is because if I only showed up in my business or at the gym or for people in my life when I felt like it, it would be a real hard time sometimes. And I wanted to share this message with you today because there's a lot of you watching this show, listening to the show who are just like me. And you may be going through some hard times or struggle, but guess what? It's okay to be sad. It's just an emotion. It's just, I don't know who put a stigma on the fact that you can't be sad and cry or it makes you weak or that if you're sad and cry, you must be crazy. Like I'm not crazy. I'm not like depressed. I'm not any of those things. And I'm not going to let other people label me that and paint me into a corner just because they're so out of touch with their emotions and they're so out of touch with being authentic and real to themselves that they look at me and judge me because really they're judging themselves. And I guarantee that somebody watching this today needs to hear this. I guarantee there's an influencer or an entrepreneur and you haven't been shining your light as bright as you want to because you haven't been showing up as, as authentic as you should be because somewhere in your mind, you worried about it limiting your income. Well, guess fucking what? Have I left money on the table by being like this? Yeah, I'm sure I have, but I don't go to work anymore. I haven't worked for years. I have the fucking total freedom of my day. I build businesses. I've built multiple successful businesses of my own. I've built multiple successful businesses of my clients. And now I'm just here to share a message and a story. I don't need anything from anybody. I just want to empower you and inspire you to get out there and fucking tell your story. To get so clear on your Northern star that you're not worried about the right now because your long-term plans are so long range and they're so bigger, so much bigger than you that you can't not show up and push through the hard times. 
I want this message in this show and this episode to be a reminder that even in the darkest moments, there's light at the other end. But you've got to be willing to go through the pain and show up in the storm. You can't just press it all down and hide it away. When you're feeling like I was feeling last night, regardless of what's making you feel like that, let that fucking shit flow. Let it flow. It's not a good, it's not good or bad. It's just the thing that becomes unresourceful about sadness and depression is when you keep yourself there, when you allow yourself to anchor down in it. But to completely deny it altogether is foolish and you're only hurting yourself. And so if you're like me, Gillen gang, and you've been struggling with your mental health and you've let other people out there make you feel like you're crazy, I'm here to tell you you're not. I'm here to tell you to stand up and say it louder. Share your story even bigger so people in the back can hear you. And all these other influencers are out there who might say something about you, fuck them. Like, fuck them. They're not real influencers. I don't care if they have millions of followers because anybody that sits up there or sits on a video or stands on stage or on a podcast and pretends like there's oh, everything in their life is great, that they're not struggling with something seriously, they're a liar because it's a, that this is a world of duality. You can't be here on earth without experiencing duality. It has to happen. There's never going to come a time in your life when you're not challenged with something. It just will never happen. And so any fucking coach or speaker that sits up here and tries to pretend like there's nothing challenging in their life. So you will see them as, oh, the person I got to invest my money at so they can keep making money. Fuck them because they're the type of people, even unknowingly, if they're doing it unknowingly, unconsciously, then fuck them still because they're the ones perpetuating the illness, the stigma of making people like you and I think we're crazy for feeling these emotions and not giving us permission to say it. So what I'm going to challenge you with, Gillen Gang, is if you're feeling something, let that shit out. Tell people, you have no idea what it could feel like. I made a video not that long ago about crying about my breakup. I was bawling online. I had a veteran who I used to work with in the bar industry who was a bar back way years ago. Veteran, now active duty army. And he was watching my video and he messaged me and said, yo, bro, I was literally, you saved my life. This video saved my life. You gave me permission to cry for the first time. I was going to drown myself in a bathtub and then my dog came in and wouldn't let me. And then I literally don't know why, but I turned on your video and I saw it and it saved my life. And so that's, that's cool for me. But what I'm saying is you have the power to do that too. But all you have to do is be willing to show up, get that Northern star. What is your mission statement, right? What are your core values? And what is that one emotion or pain you would take away from the world if nobody else ever had to feel? And if you can figure out what that is and use that message, your message to be the Northern star, I'm telling you, you can push through any storm because now your purpose becomes bigger than your fear. My purpose is bigger than my fear, faith over fear. And so in the mornings when I don't feel like doing these, these shows that I told myself and told you I was going to, I show up and do it anyways. Because I know that sharing the real story, the real raw emotion, what I'm actually going through, and then being the type of guy and or girl that shows up and kicks fucking ass on the back end, I don't feel embarrassed to get up here and cry because I know on the back end, I bring the goods. And when you can practice mastery in your life, in your business, in your health, in your relationships, and you can do that constantly focused on training every day. It's just a fucking training camp. I wake up every day and it's just training camp. And eventually God will put the opportunity game day will be put right in front of me. And you know what will happen when the, when the game days do come in front of me, when the opportunity does come in front of me, I fucking slay them. I knock them out of the park because every single day I wake up with habits and routines. I focus on building my lifestyle. Health, wealth, love, happiness, contribution, focusing on building my lifestyle, lifestyle mastery, mastering my life. So when the opportunity comes, I do hit the run. I do knock it out of the park. And so get clear on your habits and routine, Gillen Gang. Find your northern star and then get your fucking ass to work and show up every day. Show up every single day following your plan. 
sticking to your vision. And no matter what anybody tells you, if you can believe in yourself and you can keep the faith, I promise you anything is possible. Four years ago today, when I made that video on the sidewalk in San Diego, I'd never been a speaker. I didn't even know how to start. I wasn't a coach. I was nothing. I had no fucking idea. I had no idea what I was doing. I just believed in me and I stood up and I spoke it out boldly. I declared what I was going to do and I fucking lived into it. I made it happen. I made it happen. And for all the people, I'm so excited about this stage of my life right now because I know that the Marshall Gillen Show is going to be the number one self-help talk show in the world in the next couple of years. Like, I know it with, with certainty in my heart. And I'm going to invite all you guys to watch it. Watch this shit happen. And I'm inviting you to do the same thing for your life. What is it that you want to do? You don't have to be the biggest or number one in the world. That's just my calling. What is your calling? I don't know. But the time to play small is done. It's time to step up into our power, to own our story, to turn our mess into our message, and to go out there and change the fucking world. I guess that was what was on my heart to be uh, share with you guys today. I appreciate you all for being here. You know the story. If you think that somebody else can benefit from hearing this, do me a favor, you guys. Just help me promote the brand. That's all I want. Copy a link, email to somebody, text it to somebody, say, hey, man, you might need to hear this. I think this message would be good for you. Get this word out. If you guys aren't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure you guys are subscribed either here on Facebook, either here on YouTube or Apple or Spotify, one of them. And if you guys haven't visited the Marshall Gillen 420club yet, go there. If you guys want more lifestyle mastery, if you guys want more community, if you want more energy like this on a more regular basis, I'm doing something next level. I'm planning a little inner circle for the Gillen gang, official Gillen gang, where we're going to do things like trainings and, and live calls and meetups and trips and things like this. We're just going to spend the time hanging out, doing life and business and health and fitness and shit like that together. Really, in those moments when you need somebody, I, I'm creating a network, the Gillen Gang, a community for us all to lean on. And this isn't for people who are just wanting more money. This is for people who want more fulfillment in life, who want more fun, who want more purpose, who want more meaning, who want more impactful, purposeful, and meaningful connections, more, more real relationships, who want less social media bullshit and more reality, more right here. If you guys want that, you can go to marshallgillen420.club and you guys can sign up for the Gillen Gang. It's insanely affordable. It's not something that I'm trying to make a bunch of money on. It's something that I'm creating because I truly want to make a big impact in the world and I'm done playing small and I'm done just living for just myself and my brand and my money. I want to build something for all of you. I want to build something for the Gillen Gang. I want to build something so special that the whole world can't help but notice. And we're going to end this stigma on mental issues, our mental illness. And we're going to help everybody out there who used to be like us or who's like us right now. We're going to take them from the darkness and into the light. And I'm going to do it with your help. I'm on a mission to save a billion lives with a billion lives, but I can't do it without more storytellers showing up vulnerably, connecting to my network, tapping in, and going out into the world and serving. There will be a time to give our message out there. Right now, I'm trying to build the biggest army possible, the biggest army of skilled storytellers that are living with their message, their message. And if that is you, go to marshallgillen420.club. Get registered for Gillen Gang. It starts June 1st. I can't wait to see you guys all there. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next video. I love you guys so much. Go out there and tell a story today and change somebody's life. I love you. Peace.